What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast. Um, I want to talk about something more serious today. It's not going to be a long message. I haven't even honestly prepared anything, but I know I have to say something. And I know something has to be said for everybody right now in these times. Um, If you've seen any type of news or even gone outside in the last week, you know what happened um, to the man named George Floyd. You saw the pictures, you saw the video, and it was terrible. Um, A black man was murdered by a white cop. And unfortunately, racism is still very, very real in our society. Um, And it's something that we need to finally just stand up to the plate and deal with. We can't keep pushing it to the side. We can't keep acting like it's not as bad or that it's not a big deal because it is. Um, my background is I'm very lucky to have two different cultures within me. I'm half African American and half Caucasian. And for that, it's allowed me to see the best of both worlds. And it's also allowed me to see the worst part. And sadly, racism is very real. We need to face the reality of racism in our country and in our society. Um, man, it sucks. It sucks. And if, if you are not black and if you've never dealt with racism, this isn't something that you'll ever understand. It's not like any other type of prejudice because it's something that we can't control. It's this, this right here, the color of my skin is something I can never erase It's a part of me, and I love that. But unfortunately, there are people that don't like that. Unfortunately, there are people who will look at me differently, who will think different of me, who will assume things of me simply because the color of my skin. And I've dealt with it my whole life, and and it's something I tried to brush off, and it's something I tried to tell myself over and over that it's not really as bad as what I thought it was because being an African-American and having people look at you differently, treat you differently, talk to you differently, it, it's a daily thing. Sometimes it's worse than others, but, but it is something that happens on a daily basis. And, and it's easier to go throughout your day and, and notice these things and, and just try and sweep them under the rug. Because you don't want to have to live every day of your life with the pain of knowing that you're not accepted, knowing that you have to act differently, talk differently, that you have to go above and beyond what other people may have to to reach acceptance. It's tough to deal with that every day, and so we'll sweep it under the rug and try and just brush it off or, or try and make excuses as to why someone might be looking at you differently or as to why the security guard is following you closer in the store than other people. or It's easier to do that. It's almost like you have to do it. 
Because who wants to live every day of their life with that feeling? I'd rather, I'd rather not have to live scared. But man, we've got to face the reality that this is a real problem. It's a real problem. And, and we can't just continue to acknowledge that it's there without doing any actions to change it. We have to speak out. Every single person has to speak out. But we have to have conversation. Because what breaks my heart is I see so many people on my social medias and they're angry, obviously. And they're using that anger and, and they're projecting it onto social media. And what sucks is, is that being able to, to type your feelings, being able to type what you're fully feeling and, and trying to fully encompass the thoughts and, and, and your, your emotion and your anger and your pain and, and being scared, trying to fully encompass all of these in like 160 characters doesn't get the message across. And, and I see so many people arguing and fighting when, when, when at the root of it, we, we all just want the same thing. We want black people to stop having to live in fear. We want black people to be equal. We don't want special treatment. We just want equal treatment. And, and people are arguing and it's dividing us when in, in this moment, we should be coming together. We can all agree that what happened to George Floyd was murder. I haven't seen a single person say otherwise, but, but we're fighting and we're arguing. When we all want the same thing, we want justice. But I don't know. It breaks my heart. But, but what I love seeing is that I'm seeing a lot of people black, white, and everything in between, speak up and speak out. And that's what we need to do more of. Because it's not enough to just say that that you're not racist. And what I mean by that is, that's not going to fix the problem. It's not going to fix the problem. Just claiming that you're not racist. Because the bottom line is, is in the black community, we've been trying for years and years to get equality. And we can only do so much. But we need everyone else's help. And we have to be active before we can see a change. I've been seeing this verse go around a lot. When people are talking about these protests, they talk about Jesus flipped tables. Jesus flipped tables. And this, and, and, and this happens in Matthew chapter 21. In verse 12, Jesus entered the temple and he drove out all who sold and bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And this is the verse that everyone focuses on and I understand why. Because in this time where we're trying to bring justice to an issue that's been going on for far too long, we have to do something. We have to do something to make a change. But I don't want us to only focus on flipping tables. 
I don't want us to only focus on just protesting and, and, and doing all these things because the bottom line is, is the reality of racism can only be fixed with conversation. We need to talk. We need to talk amongst each other. We need to do our best to learn about each other's experiences. Because how can you empathize with somebody that you don't know what they've been through? You don't know the pain that we have. You don't know the, the, the prejudice that has came against us unless you talk and you have a conversation with people and understand why they're angry, understand why people are protesting, understand why this is such a real deal to so many African Americans. About like five years ago, I was walking in my neighborhood. And I do these walks at night because for me, walking at night by myself was a way for me to clear my mind. It was a way for me to, to gather all my thoughts of just everything going on in my life. And, and I would enjoy these walks. They were so nice. And I actually felt safe. And then one night, I was walking. And I was on this road by myself. And this truck rolled by. There's a few white dudes in there. And they just screamed the N-word at me. Man, I never felt felt fear like that before. It's like, it, it's like all I was trying to do was just walk in my neighborhood. And I couldn't even do that without a situation like that happening to me. And man, this stuff is real. This stuff is real. I, I can't even go on walks anymore without looking behind my back or looking at how people are, are looking at me because I'm just a black dude walking by myself and this is a real problem and so I get why Jesus flipped tables because there was injustice happening in his temple there's an injustice happening in our country and and just talking about it will only get you so far but sometimes you have to take action before you'll see results. But what I don't want us to look over is what happened right after he flipped the tables and he cleansed the temple. In verse 14, this is what happened. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. We need to understand that we can't just flip tables because once all the tables are flipped, what do we do then? Once everyone's heard our story, what do we do then? Once we've cleared out the temple, we have to allow it to be a place for healing. The blind and the lame came to him. And he indulged them. He indulged and healed the very people that society rejected. What we have to do in the reality of racism in our country is it's not enough to just talk about it. It's not enough to just get angry on Facebook. It's not enough. We have to, have to, have to, have to be around those that we claim to support. We have to, to, we have to expand the company of people in our lives from people who 
are different colors, different races, different ages, different genders, everything. We have to allow ourselves to associate with the very people that society rejects. And that's the only way that healing will be found. Racism is a very real thing. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And it sucks because growing up in high school, it was treated as a joke. It was treated as a joke. People would joke around and say the N-word and be like, oh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just joking. Nothing about that is a joke. We have we have to change how we view racism. And we can't just view it as this abstract thing that, that's only found in the, the deepest, darkest parts of our society. We have to understand that this is a very real thing that very real people deal with. And I just pray that we can find healing.